June 23rd. As we narrate the scriptures in the New Testament today, we'll be reading from the book of Acts. We'll see that when God opens a door, the enemy has somebody handy to try to close it. In this case, the legalists from Judea visited the Antioch church and taught the Gentiles must become Jews before they can be Christians. When sincere Christians disagree, they must get together and find out what the Word has to say about it. Peter, Paul, and Barnabas told what God was doing among the Gentiles, and James related it to the Word. In the decision, there was no compromise doctrinally, but there was consideration practically. And with that, let's begin the reading today in the New Testament. June 23rd, Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 35. While Paul and Barnabas were at Antioch of Syria, some men from Judea arrived and began to teach the Christians, Unless you keep the ancient Jewish customs of circumcision taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. Paul and Barnabas, disagreeing with them, argued forcefully and at length. Finally, Paul and Barnabas were sent to Jerusalem, accompanied by some local believers, to talk to the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent the delegates to Jerusalem, and they stopped along the way in Phoenicia and Samaria to visit the believers. They told them, much to everyone's joy, that the Gentiles too were being converted. When they arrived in Jerusalem, Paul and Barnabas were welcomed by the whole church, including the apostles and elders. They reported on what God had been doing through their ministry. But then some of the men who had been Pharisees before their conversion stood up and declared that all Gentile converts must be circumcised and be required to follow the law of Moses. So the apostles and church elders got together to decide this question. At the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles, so that they could hear the good news and believe. God, who knows people's hearts, confirmed that He accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as He gave Him to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for He also cleansed their hearts through faith. Why are you now questioning God's way by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we are all saved the same way, by the special favor of the Lord Jesus. There was no further discussion, and everyone listened as Barnabas and Paul told about the miraculous signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. When they had finished, James stood and said, Brothers, listen to me. Peter has told you about the time God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for himself. And this conversion of Gentiles agrees with what the prophets predicted. For instance, it is written, Afterward I will return, and I will restore the fallen kingdom of David. From the ruins I will rebuild it, and I will restore it so that the rest of humanity might find the Lord, including the Gentiles, all those I have called to be mine. This is what the Lord says, He who made these things known long ago. And so my judgment is that we should stop troubling the Gentiles who turn to God, except that we should write to them 
and tell them to abstain from eating meat sacrificed to idols, from sexual immorality, and from consuming blood or eating the meat of strangled animals. For these laws of Moses have been preached in Jewish synagogues in every city on every Sabbath for many generations. Then the apostles and elders and the whole church in Jerusalem chose delegates, and they sent them to Antioch of Syria with Paul and Barnabas to report on this decision. The men chosen were two of the church leaders, Judas, also called Barsabbas, and Silas. This is the letter they took along with them. This letter is from the apostles and elders, your brothers in Jerusalem. It is written to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings! We understand that some men from here have troubled you and upset you with their teaching, but they had no such instructions from us. So it seemed good to us, having unanimously agreed on our decision, to send you these official representatives, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are sending Judas and Silas to tell you what we have decided concerning your question. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these requirements. You must abstain from eating food offered to idols, from consuming blood or eating the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. If you do this, you will do well. Farewell. The four messengers went at once to Antioch, where they called a general meeting of the Christians, and delivered the letter. And there was great joy throughout the church that day as they read this encouraging message. Then Judas and Silas, both being prophets, spoke extensively to the Christians, encouraging and strengthening their faith. They stayed for a while, and then Judas and Silas were sent back to Jerusalem with the blessings of the Christians to those who had sent them. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch to assist many others who were teaching and preaching the word of the Lord there. Today is a new day. It will bring brand new blessings and brand new battles. But within every uncertainty, there is hidden possibility. So I don't dread any challenge that lies ahead because I remember all the victories behind and my confidence is not in my circumstance. The Spirit of God is my supply. I'm steady under pressure and I'm ready for whatever because whatever comes my way today, the outcome is I overcome. Christ is in me. I am enough. I can handle it. I can't afford to stay afraid or let my faith hesitate. My purpose is at stake. And he who called me is faithful. His strength in me is greater than any pain I feel or enemy I face. The promise of God is mine for the taking. Every plan he has made is guaranteed to come to pass. It will happen. If I don't back down, if I won't let go, it will happen. If I don't stop short, if I won't sell out, it will happen by faith. But faith doesn't take the fear away. It teaches me to fight it. So bring the battle. I'm ready now. I got something for Goliath. I can handle it. My power flows from presence. So I won't stay stuck in what was or worry about what will be. My regrets have been redeemed and my tests have become my lessons. 
My focus is fixed and my heart is expected. I'm set. I'm not nervous about what's next because my eyes are on the throne. I trust the one who's in complete control, the one who already knows how he's going to work it according to his purpose. Even the worst situations are sure to turn in my favor. If I keep moving forward, keep moving toward him, God is with me in this moment. And whatever happens, I can handle it. I know my help comes from above. So if fear insists on knocking, I'll meet it at the door. Life might give me bad news, but I've still got a good report. I can handle it. If I fall, if I fail, I'll handle it. Grace will give me what it takes to carry on. I can handle it. I have humbled myself under the mighty hand of God. Christ is in me. I am enough. And when the time is right, He'll lift me up. Till then, the lion may roar, but I see his leash, so I keep moving forward, cause I've been down before, but my hope knows how to bounce back from rock bottom, what I need, God's got it, and I'm stronger, I'm better, instead of, I'm ready, I'm focused, I'm hopeful, no hiding, I'm ready, I'm stronger, I'm better, instead of, I'm ready, Today we're reading Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10. My voice, my hands. David was away from God's house, but he knew he could worship the Lord even without a priest or an altar. His prayer would be like the incense on the golden altar, and the lifting of his hands in praise like the burnt offering on the brazen altar. No matter where you are, the point is, worship the Lord. And then we'll read about my mouth, my lips. When evil is near you and evil people tempt you, it is easy to say the wrong thing. It is the heart that needs protection. And we'll read about my head. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, it says in Proverbs. They may hurt, but like oil they heal. Watch out for the kisses and delicacies of the enemy. We'll also read about my eyes. Keep your eyes of faith on the Lord, and He will direct and protect your steps. David gave himself to the Lord as the evening sacrifice, every part of his being. This is the highest kind of worship and the greatest privilege. Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10, a Psalm of David. O oh Lord, I am calling to you, please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you, and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and keep my lips sealed. Don't let me lust for evil things. Don't let me participate in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do evil. Let the godly strike me. It will be a kindness. If they reprove me, it is soothing medicine. 
Don't let me refuse it. But I am in constant prayer against the wicked and their deeds. When their leaders are thrown down from a cliff, they will listen to my words and find them pleasing, even as a farmer breaks up the soil and brings up rocks. So the bones of the wicked will be scattered without a decent burial. I look to you for help, O Sovereign Lord. You are my refuge. Don't let them kill me. Keep me out of the traps they have set for me, out of the snares of those who do evil. Let the wicked fall into their own snares, but let me escape. Proverbs 17, verse 23. The wicked accept secret bribes to pervert justice. Justice.